Okay, you guys heard that, right? Yeah, sounds like it was coming from right behind you. Not funny. Guys, get it together. We're trying to do a podcast here. Hey, Boos. Welcome back to another episode of the Boo Busters podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing the ghosts of Colonial Williamsburg. And this is our first episode of the new year. Happy New Year, Booze. Happy New Year. We're taking we it back talking. to social studies. Yeah, yes. this month is like a little bit of a history month because we got Williamsburg and then not next week, but the week after we have Gettysburg. Oh, well, guys, we're talking to them from the past. They're oh, in the yeah. future right now. Wait, yes. we time traveled. We time travel. We're time travelers. So we were in 2022 before them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jokes on everybody. COVID gets worse. It's not (laughs) going to get any better. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, New Year's Eve is this Friday. Yeah. Today's the 27th for future reference. And it's a little cute donkey's birthday today. It is Dewey's birthday. He's one years old. He's a little big boy. <laughs> he just yawned. A little big boy there. that decided to start humping everybody today. <laughs> he, what his what happened was he had the poop, so he was in a mood. So he just started humping randomly because he's freaking weird and does shit like that for no reason. <laughs> his prostate was getting um tickled by the poop so he even mounted he mounted purdy for the first time and we were like um excuse us and she dead ass was like (laughs) she was like get off of me child (laughs) she's like i think the fuck not (laughs) oh gosh um but how was everybody's christmas seeing it was two days ago now it was tony the tiger great Whenever she says that, I never know if she's serious or not because she uses it in so many different (laughs) situations. I don't either. Like 90% of the time when I say it, I'm serious. Well, that one time you told me, you said you had to poop. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, which time? Because that could have been a lot. (laughs) Exactly. That could have been a lot of different times. (laughs) Mine was good, though. It was nice. Nice and quiet. Yeah. Did you get to spend it with Benju? Uh, He spent the night Christmas Eve and then went home um, early Christmas morning. We did presents here early and then he went home to do presents. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what Jack and I did. He spent Christmas Eve with my family. We did dinner and then he went home shortly after dinner. And then we spent Christmas with our families. And then I went there yesterday after I worked to spend Christmas, quote unquote, with him. And we opened gifts and stuff. Yeah. Nice. Birdie just let out the biggest sigh. <laughs> tired. Purdy, do you have a word for the podcast? That's all that Purdy has to say. She said she had a wonderful Christmas. She got a lot of toys and a lot of treats. Her favorite were the Bochi's treats that she got. Yeah. <laughs> That's Bochies what all of that meant. Sponsor our dogs. <laughs> Somebody sponsor. <laughs> sponsor our dogs, people. Um, but yeah, so I 
had a good Christmas, but yesterday I had to work the Globetrotters game at the arena. And I, to be honest, I wasn't that thrilled about having to do it because like I had it all week off, so I really shouldn't have complained, but like I felt dead and like I wanted to like everybody else was at home chilling and I just wanted to be at home chilling. But like, I guess it was cool. I got some really good pictures for our social media. And then yeah. I got to, I ended up having to stay a little later than I wanted to, but because of that, I got to spend the night at Jackson going to work this afternoon instead of this morning. So that was oh. nice, but. That's cool. Yeah. And then I'm off on Thursday and Friday. Well, Friday I have to work the Wolfpack game on Friday night, but that'll be easy. And then I'll have Monday off. So like I have yeah. a really long weekend again. Yeah. Which I'm excited about because I'm going to spend a lot of it with Jack. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just the holidays are kind of a lot sometimes. Yeah, they They are. It's always so weird, like the day after, like the days between Christmas and New Year's, like they're so weird. It's (laughs) such a blur, like honestly. It's true. Does anybody have any New Year's resolutions or anything? Or like, I don't want to say resolutions because I feel like that's such like a cliche. I don't like that. It puts too much pressure. But like, what about like personal goals you want to work on in the new year? I was thinking about, well, I have things that I want to do in the new year. Like I was thinking I want to take more pictures with the dogs, like of me with them. And then I was telling Bobby and Benji yesterday when we were watching a movie that I want to work on doing portraits and procreate. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fun. I think one of my goals for this new year is I want to not necessarily eat healthier, but be more mindful of what I'm putting in my body and stuff. Like, I'm not saying like this in a diet way. I'm just saying it as in like, maybe I shouldn't be eating so much candy or like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, like paying attention to like sugar and shit, make sure I'm not, because I am getting older. I don't want to like get diabetes at like 30 yeah yeah not that I know like I don't think I would but you never know yeah yeah I also want to do more stuff for our podcast and like like you know what I mean like yeah try and, try and make yeah, it I want to grow our podcast more definitely yeah. also I, we reached 500 followers on Instagram like on Christmas wasn't it yeah. yeah, that was so cool. So that was a nice Christmas present for us. That was our goal for the end of the year. Everyone who's followed us on there. You have any um, goals, Bob? I, I kind of want to do better budgeting. Like I have this oh, budget writer thing. And just we're getting in like the right mindset with stuff. Yeah. Cutting out the toxicity. Yeah. Do it, Bob. Yeah. I'll clean it out for you. <laughs> I'm going to suck the poison right it's out of you. Also... Really into the idea of seducing Daddy Biden to get rid of student loans forever, because yes. I realized once I have to start paying on those again in May, which I mean I can pay them now. I have a job and stuff, but mm-hmm. why the fuck would I when I could save that money? Yeah. Um. Anyway, well, that's a different <laughs> discussion. But I literally could like be living a normal dream life. Like I could move out. Like this shit be holding me back, man. So mm-hmm. like somebody's got to take one for the team and suck the old guy off. Like, okay, Jack, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry. And I don't mean it unless you want me to, so we can get rid of those student loans. I volunteer Brooke. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brooke doesn't do that. She's a good little angel girl. But yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> what was it that, <laughs> when we were watching the screen the other day what happened something happened in the movie and i was like "Ooh, that made me feel a little tingly I don't oh remember. my gosh <laughs> i don't even remember oh god what was, was it a little crazy that night speaking of scream the new movie will come out next week this this but this is like next year already you know what i mean oh. right this time travel stuff's getting real messy, man. Yeah, it messes with it your comes head. out January 14th, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So this is coming out January, January 6th? 5th or 6th, I think. Yes. So it'll be the following week, week right? Yeah. 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 Next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah, there you right. go, Bob. You were right. It's going to be great. I'm, I'm like not so as excited, excited as I thought I would be. I'm so excited, but like... My toxic trait, we all know that I'm going to do this. My toxic trait is anytime before I go watch a movie, I read the complete synopsis on (laughs) Wikipedia because I hate surprises. (laughs) So I'm going to try not to do that for this movie because I want to be surprised. I'm going in with low hopes. Yeah. But that's just so I'm excited either way. I'm excited, but I'm not like going to get my hopes up a lot. I'm also not looking into it at all. So like, I'm not doing the whole reading up on it to get the synopsis because I want to be shocked. <laughs> yeah, shook it to the chorus. What else do we have going on in our lives? Nothing really, right? No. I don't think so. Nothing, Nothing absolutely. No. You guys want a little <laughs> excitement? Yeah. Rock's pregnant. Just <laughs> I knew it. That's not what the kind of excitement that we need right now. Little cookies. Seeing as I am currently having in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's going to be my birth announcement whenever I do get pregnant for (laughs) me. But it's it's really not happening right now because um, something a little not fun is happening. Anyways. Oh yeah. (laughs) I got that story last night. (laughs) Anyways. Traumatizing. What happened? I woke up the other yesterday morning, whatever the fuck morning it was, to something not very fun happening, and I had to make a mad dash to the bathroom because it was going to be a real yeah, your period. Yeah, AKA the scene from The Shining. Yeah, yeah, it, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's excitement, you guys. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the excitement. No. Bobby and I were talking yesterday that we thought that it would be fun if we each pulled a tarot card from one of our decks and have a tarot card. Well, I have Bobby and I have multiple that we can pull one for you. Okay. Um, we thought it would be fun to pull one and that card describes how our year is going to go. So prepared to probably be disappointed. Disappointed. No, tarot is positive, Bob. You're not going to be disappointed. That's right. Sorry, Jen. Does she listen still? I don't know. Jen, if you listen, let us know. I don't think so. Probably not. Bob, what decks do you have? Well, I have one tarot deck and I have an oracle deck. Ooh. I just got the Disney villains from Benji. for <gasps> That is so cool. cool. Yeah, I love it. And then I got my Moonology oracle cards. Oh, I like those ones. Yeah. I have the 
just the basic Rider Waite set. It's so cute. Then, which I don't know how I feel about this one. Like, I like it, but it's kind of hard for me to vibe with that one and interpret the cards from that one. Yeah. And then my favorite one is the Dreams of Gaia deck. Oh, it's so and pretty. I really like this. The artwork on this one is really cool. I like mm-hmm. this one a lot. So, I don't know which card I want to pull from. Which deck I want to pull from. So, are we pulling, are we pulling for ourselves? Or Wait, we should for- we pull? Should we? How should we do it? Do you think I we could pull, pull for you and yeah, you could you think pull, we should pull for Emmy and then Emmy could pull for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, wait, we have to decide which deck we want our card to be pulled from then. Or if, oh. no, wait, no, never mind. Ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little cuckoo right now. <laughs> the holiday brain is still on for me too. A little frazzle-dazzled right now. <laughs> Okay, so do you want do you want me to go first? Yeah, you you do it first. Okay, so I'm pulling from the Disney villain tarot deck. Wait for me. Or do you want? Yeah. Do the moon one. Do the moon one. Okay. I want the villain. Okay. Wait. So then, Bob. Wait. I'm confused. <laughs> wait. Okay. So do should I just pull for each of you, and then you pull for Emmy and I, and then Emmy pulls for me and you? No, we're making a deck. Yeah, Emmy doesn't have a deck. So you can pull for Emmy and I'll pull for you. And then you can pull for me too. Okay. So you're going to do two. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do Brooke's Moonology one first then. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm scared. Brooke, you got the third quarter moon and adjustments are acquired, required, sorry. Okay. So. I studied on this a little bit, but I'm gonna look it up real quick. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so top three meanings for your card, Brooke. Your life may be out of balance and this may be causing your issues. It may be time to hatch a whole new plan. Okay. Or something new and exciting is around the corner. Or trust may be required to move the situation forward. Okay. We're gonna go with the second one. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Positivity. One more time. Beautiful. That is pretty. I like it. And then I'm going to pull for Emmy Boo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Birdie's being the cutest right now, and she's sleeping like a human with her head on one of my pillows. Aww. Aww. I just love her so much. <laughs> Shuffling till one. Ooh. Even if she's getting her stinky butt on my blanket without her blanket underneath. All right, Emmy, you got the two of swords. <gasps> Let's see. That seems a little intimidating. <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Cue him saying, "You're not fine, actually." <laughs> <laughs> The suspense is killing me. It's making me almost have the nervous farts. <laughs> okay. So I picked up your, I picked your card out upright. So two of swords indicates you're in a confusing conundrum. A decision looms, but you're having trouble making up your mind. Ensure you have all the facts before making a decision. Um, what? What? <laughs> 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 what resonates, Emily? You can't think think anything like major, like 
I don't know, but like you were just talking about how you could use that money to go move out and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Let's so putting into perspective like that. I Loki, the first thing that came to my mind, which I don't know if I should say this because I don't know if said person still listens. Probably not, but um like that whole situation with you know who and like having to make a decision on yeah how to well, move if that's what that. the if that's what the first thing that popped into your mind was then take that and go with it that that was what first popped into my mind yeah so see yeah bob which card do you want me to pull from do you want me to do the guy one or the wait one the pretty one okay i already <laughs> had that one out so i was hoping you would see perfect <laughs> I'm Mine's gonna be death. No, it's not. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, you have this one, which is the healing card. Oh shit, heal me, babe. So <laughs> let me find mine. I feel like that's a very fitting card. I do too. <laughs> I like this one. Also, I really like the book that came with it, but I try to not rely too heavily on it. But for the sake of this not taking 10 years, we're going to read from it. (laughs) Okay. So key phrases are nurture passions and seek pleasure. Mm -hmm. You need to forgive. Do what's necessary to increase your well-being. Do not dwell on the unchangeable past. Don't allow your pain to hurt others. This is in the present position because it's upright. So you need to heal yourself. You need to look within and determine whether there are any unresolved thoughts or feelings that need to be addressed in order to maintain your emotional and mental well-being. I'm going to interrupt there. And, uh, yep. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yep. What do you guys think of? Act with compassion, Bob. <laughs> okay, I had two thoughts. But also without guilt or remorse, remove toxic elements from your life. Did you not post a thing this morning about removing toxicity from your life on your Instagram? Bada bing, bada boom, everyone. Your... That's my psychic powers coming through. <laughs> I had two thoughts come to mind. First, seeking pleasure means fuck like a rabbit all year long. There's no problem in that. Second, it been you. There's okay. Well, yeah. Continue to fuck like a rabbit. I'm like, Second, cut out those toxic bitches. You know who we are talking about. You know who we're thinking of. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Bam. Bitch That's what down. I have to say to them. I'll send you a copy. Suck that poison <laughs> out of your life. <laughs> Regina George style. Regina George. All right, everybody. Come to me for a reading. Because clearly I'm a psychic. (laughs) (laughs) Should we get on into Williamsburg, you guys? Yeah, I think it's time. All righty, Rue. I'm going to start us off with a little history of Williamsburg. As we all know, I'm a historian in my side job, my side life. (laughs) So Williamsburg was founded as the capital of the Virginia colony in 1699. The original capital was Jamestown, which was the first settlement of the English in the New World in 1607, if you didn't know. Um, 
but they decided to move it five miles inland between the James and York rivers. And it ended up being named after the reigning monarch at the time, King William III. Insert clip of the Virginia Company song, please. There, because they're the ones who settled Jamestown. Okay. Yeah. Poke on us. Make sure you Pocahontas. get on us. Yeah. Okay. It'll be pivotal. Pivotable. You can just do a couple lines from it. That won't get copyrighted, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, it probably will because it's Disney. <laughs> By many, Williamsburg is often recognized as one of the most well-planned out cities in America. This was back then, not now, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) The governor at the time thought it needed to be suitable enough to be the capital of the largest British colony at the time, which was Virginia, if you weren't paying attention before. The city quickly grew to be the center of the political, religious, economic, and social life in Virginia. A lot has happened in the city of Williamsburg since its founding including being the education hotspot for several political leaders, including Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe, and John Tyler, all of whom attended William and Mary located within the city. Williamsburg was also the first city in America to establish a hospital specifically for the mental ill and treatment for the mental ill, like to house them and then to treat them, which... (laughs) How nice. Yeah. Finally, George Washington assembled the Continental Army in Williamsburg before the siege in nearby Yorktown. You know, I don't know if it was George Washington. Because the siege in nearby Yorktown, I think, happened in the Civil War. So just hmm. take that last one. Of the <laughs> Everybody don't come for us if that's wrong. In 1780, the capital was once again moved, this time to Richmond, where it is still today. This caused Williamsburg to recede from the spotlight of the colony and really allowed them to flourish and maintain their historic roots, much of which can still be seen today if you go to visit. In 1926, efforts began to restore Williamsburg to reflect what it was like during its glory. John D. Rockefeller was the primary source of funding for the restoration, and it is him that we can thank for having historic colonial Williamsburg today to walk through and experience. Thanks, John D. Rockefeller. Also, Brooke and I, well, this is a little off topic, but um, Brooke and I went to Colonial Williamsburg last summer. Yeah, so we could did. Do, we could just talk about our we experience. We didn't get to do any bit. of the ghosty stuff. Yeah, so they have ghost tours and stuff you can do there, but we didn't get to do that because we went during the day or whatever. But I think, I think we were, didn't we have plans to do one, but then we were like, no, it's too fucking hot and we did not do it. No, they got a hurricane the two nights that we were able to go. Oh, yeah. Downpouring. But um, I figured we could still talk about, like, what it's like there and stuff. Yeah. So, like, it's low-key, like, a huge-ass, like, college-looking campus. Yeah. Like, that's the best way I could describe it. Because, obviously, you could be like, oh, it's, like, a city. But, like, that doesn't really put it Mm -hmm. into perspective. But, like, it's literally, like, a college campus, but straight up a museum of all these historic buildings and stuff that were like created or renovated from like actual buildings that were back then and then all of the people who work there are dressed up in colonial era like garb and they talk to you like you are living in that era um the streets are cobblestone it's like really freaking cool and it's massive Mm -hmm. but um I wouldn't go back because we didn't get to do everything because we went during COVID. So all the buildings were closed down, but, um, and it was also 
over 100 degrees. So yeah. The, the mm. word of the day that day was swamp ass. We didn't even mess around with swamp ass. It was um, swamp ass. Yeah. It's, it's really pretty. And I actually was looking, when I was looking up information on it today, I saw that they decorated it for Christmas and it looked freaking gorgeous. How so, romantic. Yeah. I would love to go back. It was a good time. If you're in the area, I definitely recommend it. It is a little bit pricey. It's like $50. Yeah. But when we went during COVID, it was like 20 because they didn't have anything open. I don't even remember like what buildings we saw because I was honestly kind of dead that day. Yeah, they even have, so they have like the houses and like pharmacy and shit like that that you can mm-hmm. see at like normal living history museums they also have like pubs and stuff that you can like actually go in and eat at which is why one of the things I wanted to do but because of COVID it was obviously closed again but my aunt and set who lives in the area said she's gone before and um like she said it's super cool because at the tables they have the like, games and stuff from like yeah era to keep like people entertained while they're waiting for their food and stuff and they also said they did the candlelight tour and it, it, the candlelight tour at Colonial Williamsburg, like historic Colonial Williamsburg itself is more geared towards children and isn't like yeah. legit, but there's other ones in town that are done like not by the historic society or whatever that are better to do. Yeah. I wish we had done to do like one of the ghost tours, but it was just not the time to do it. Yeah, Exactly. But now to get into why the place is haunted, there was actually a civil war battle that happened in Williamsburg, which you would think it'd be like a colonial battle or whatever. But no, it was during the Civil War that the battle happened. Um, Yeah. So the Battle of Williamsburg took place on May 5th, 1862, and it was the first battle of what was known as the Peninsula Campaign. The battle was the result of the Confederate Army retreating from Yorktown after a defeat by the Union Army. Major General George B. McClellan sent his troops after after the Confederates, and they were able to catch up to them right outside of Williamsburg. The Union soldiers opened fire upon the Confederates first. It had been raining that day, so the ground was all muddy, thus leading soldiers to slip into the mud and become confused as to who they were attacking at points. Soldiers from both sides quickly became low on ammunition and turned to hand-on-hand combat, which if you didn't know, during the Civil War, they had bayonets on the end of their um, muskets, so they could, like, just spear people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As the day turned into night with no clear end in sight, ooh, Ooh. me, (laughs) (laughs) I forgot I did that. The Confederate Army pulled back. The Union soldiers believed that they had won this battle despite themselves having retreated once they saw the Confederates retreat. However, the official results as to who won are inconclusive. The number of casualties and losses were pretty close on both sides with an estimated 2,283 for the Union soldiers and 1,560 for the Confederates. If you go visit Colonial Williamsburg now, they offer a variety of tours, like we had said, including strictly historical ones or historical ghost tours. Wow, that was quite a bit. Getting into the spooky stuff, there are apparently three main buildings in Williamsburg that are considered to be the most haunted areas in the location. The first one is the public hospital, which was considered to be the first asylum in North America that was solely used to treat mentally ill patients. The hospital came about in 1773 and held 24 patient isolation cells with extremely high walls surrounding the grounds of the building. 
As the years passed, the building obviously had to grow to accommodate more patients and it ended up being able to contain up to 300 people at a time. Obviously, like with most mental hospitals, the treatments used to quote unquote cure the patients were horrific and obviously quite traumatic. Treatments at this hospital included electroshock, isolation, doping the patients up with drugs, and a procedure called bleeding or bloodletting, where doctors would drain patients of their blood in order to try to cure them from whatever illnesses they were suffering from. I'm not quite sure how they did that. I think I saw some things that was saying that they used leeches and they like stuck the leeches on the people and drained the blood from them that way. Yeah, I've heard that. Or they did it with... How like you, like, you know how you would give blood, obviously they did it like that, but not in a nice way. (laughs) Yeah. Nasty. (laughs) (laughs) If you go on a tour and visit the hospital, you might experience sudden gusts of wind. And some employees claim that when they open doors, they will occasionally find beds that look like they have been slept in and find stuff missing from the rooms. Whoever is haunting the hospital though, seems to be a benevolent jokester like being. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> like, scare me and be done. <laughs> Literally. Come on, Casper. <laughs> the second haunted location is the Wren Building, which was built in 1695. It is currently a part of the College of William and Mary and is actually the <laughs> oldest college building in the U.S. During both the Revolutionary War and Civil War, it was used as a hospital to treat wounded soldiers. And if that didn't convince you that this place was probably haunted, then how about the fact that it was built on a crypt? A crypt was placed underneath the building in 1729, and it lay there peacefully until Union soldiers looted it during the Civil War, thus disrupting the spirits that lay there. Silly gooses. (laughs) Over the years, the building has suffered from three mysterious fires. Students and faculty of the college say that they have seen soldiers from both the Revolutionary and Civil War eras roaming the halls late at night, and they also experience hearing footsteps, furniture moving, and the sound of anguished cries. So that is kind of spooky dooky. Just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, there's the Peyton Randolph House, which was constructed in 1715, And believe it or not, this house is considered to be the number one most haunted building in America. I doubt it. Oh, (laughs) bullshit. Over the years, the house expanded in size to have three wings complete with outbuildings, a 12-horse stable, and a two-story kitchen. What do you need a two-story kitchen for? Oh, those pretzels. Mm. In 1781, the house was used as headquarters for the French during the Battle of Yorktown. And during the Battle of Williamsburg, it was used as a hospital for the wounded soldiers. Historians believe that this house has faced strange deaths, mistreatment of slaves, and some even believe that it was possibly built on a Native American burial ground, although there are no official records of that claim. Of course there's not. Yep. General Lafayette wrote that he felt someone push him when he entered the house in 1824, and other experiences include being violently shaken while sleeping, hearing voices and laughter, furniture moving, and people claim to experience strange medical emergencies while in front of the house. Okay, can you just imagine your ass being shaken awake by a ghost? I sometimes, okay, this hasn't happened in a really, really long time. Like, at least a year to watch it happen to me fucking tonight. (laughs) (laughs) There was, like, 
times when I could feel my, like, and this has happened in every single house that I've ever lived in. So I don't know if it's like a me thing or what, but I would feel myself like being shaked when I was sleeping. Like, and I would really? wake up like, yeah, like, I don't know what, it, what that is, but oh. somebody knows, please tell me. <laughs> May I interrupt for a second? Of course, babe. I just leaned back like this on my bed. And I was looking in my reflection to make sure you guys could still see me. There it is. And I swear I saw somebody sitting on my bed and I thought it was pretty. That's why like sitting up. So I looked back and it's, she's lying down. Like right above, right back in your, like back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty, isn't it? No. No, pretty's over there. here. Oh. I don't see anything. You don't? <laughs> no, I did. Like, I'm not even fucking with you guys right now. I sat back and I, I was like, wait, hmm? and I went like this, thinking she was sitting up, like looking down at me like she does. I think it's not there right asshole, now. But it, they're kind of. I like. I kind of thought there was like a shadow behind your head. It's probably yeah, a shadow from your lights, though. Maybe, but it spooked me for a second, and I had to point it out. Like the, the way that they're they're looking on the wall looks kind of like a face. No, I just saw like a head and shoulders. See, she's right there, passed the fuck out. Anyway, continue. I'm going back to my oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) Shockingly, we're not able to find any references to pop culture moments in regards to Williamsburg. It seems our favorite investigators have yet to hit any of the haunts that Williamsburg has to offer. What a shame. Yeah, I searched, like, I was, like, in page five of Google searching for stuff that, <laughs> searching for, like, if people have gone here, like, Ghost Adventures. I was surprised that, like, even fucking what's, the Ghost Hunters hasn't gone to Williamsburg and investigated places around there. Hmm. So y'all better get on that. Are the Boo Busters going to be the first ones to get on that? Oh, <laughs> uh, they better be. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, we did find one on Reddit, written a couple months ago by someone with the username AJ Loves You. <laughs> I love you, AJ. <laughs> so when I was reading this Reddit and when I put it in here, I had to heavily edit it because AJ Loves You, I'm sorry, but I don't know what you were on when you wrote this, but there was a lot of grammatical errors up in there. <laughs> All right, with that, let's get into it. (laughs) Anyone have any ghost stories or encounters in Williamsburg, Virginia? Mainly any from the Fort Magruder Hotel. I stayed there a total of four times this year. I knew from the start the hotel had a rep for ghost sightings and being haunted. Each time I stayed there, I wanted to see something, but never encountered anything but a creepy feeling walking the long halls. This last time when I actually wasn't thinking about seeing or encountering anything, I realized at 2.30 a.m. that the room we had checked into, which was room 442, already had a guest in it. When I got into the room, it was unusual type of cold. Like I start shaking when I get a, a little cold and this room was an ice block, but I wasn't shaking. The coldness just felt unusual. I turned on a light in the bathroom area and it flickered on, which was so creepy. The room had two beds, one for me and one for my son. The bed my son was on was lumpy looking from the start, but I didn't pay any mind. We left the hotel and came back that same night. We are just chilling. I'm on the balcony. <laughs> Sorry. This is a little... 
<laughs> it's a lot. That's just funny. I'm sorry. The same night, we are just chilling. I'm on the balcony smoking. The balcony light was burned out, and the balcony was facing the courtyard, which is the most haunted part of the hotel, which I didn't know at first. I kept feeling like something was watching me or that I would look up and something would be sitting there in that courtyard, but I never saw anything. By this time, I got on my phone and started to Google the hotel. I'm reading some ghost stories. I went back inside and I read a comment that mentioned having 20 orbs in one photo. So I thought it'd be a great idea to take some photos in the general area where the bed was, but I wasn't taking pics of of the bed. I took two pics. My son had migrated to my bed hours ago, and just before I stepped out to smoke, I made a comment to him on why wasn't he on his bed, and I jumped and flopped across his bed. In the back of my mind, the thought that I had just jumped on a ghost crossed my mind. The bed had a frozen feeling, and I got up and just kind of laughed off the thought. Well, after taking those two pics, I didn't see any orbs, but the part of the pic that the bed was in looked so wrinkled. Like it didn't look that wrinkled in real life, but the photo looked like the bed was. It made me take a closer look at the bed and I realized that I could see the print of two legs on that bed. It sort of looked like the sheets were moving as if someone was laying there relaxing and flexing their legs. I looked up the bed more and realized that there was a print of a head laying on the pillow. I gasped, oh my God, before I knew it. I just stared over there thinking, no way. My eyes have got to be deceiving me. The lights were off and TV was on, but I could clearly see the weight of a person's body laying in that bed. I didn't know what to do. It was the middle of the night and I didn't want to freak my child out. So I laid there for about 30 minutes more texting my friend and telling him what I thought I was seeing. He, of course, didn't really believe me and thought I was just telling spooky stories. As I texted, I kept looking over to my left just to see if I saw anything because it looked like I could see movement on the bed. When I looked over that last time, the sheet on the edge of the bed was completely up and the middle of the bed near the same side was sunken in. I felt like whatever it was was showing me its teeth and like there was no denying what I saw was totally different than what I was seeing before. It looked like it had set itself up and was facing me. When I saw that, I immediately grabbed my purse and hit the door. I yelled for my son to come out of the room and that we were going to try to get another room. I went downstairs to let the front desk lady and the security guard know To my surprise, they weren't surprised. But oddly enough, on this particular night, there happened to be a crew of amateur ghost hunters there that was out on the courtyard just before I came downstairs. They came in when I was about to try to switch rooms and offered to come up with me to get my things to move rooms and to check out what I had seen. When we got back up to the room, whatever was lying in the bed was still there when we got back. So they asked me what happened. I told them everything from start to finish. And when I got done, I asked them, do y'all think I'm crazy? They both looked at me and told me as you were talking, a handprint formed on the bed. I went over and looked and you could see that something that wasn't actually there was putting pressure down on the pillow in the middle of it. It looks like a fist pressed down on the pillow. Honestly, it reminded me of the movie Hollow Man. Like I could see the impression of a body and the movement on the bed of a body, but there was nothing there. That was a hard read, but it was kind of spooky too. What'd you think of that? Uh, That's really wild. That's a really wild Reddit story. Good job to whatever one of you found that. <laughs> and good job to Brooke for going through and editing it. So it's understandable. <laughs> Thanks. And it was only a couple months ago. <sighs> yeah. And now time for a Boo Crew moment. The ticket pays for the whole seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's my turn for a Boo Crew moment this week. And if you didn't know, this is Cookie. 
Hi, Cookie. Hi. <laughs> I found an article on onlyinyourstate.com written by Megan Kraft in 2017 titled, The White Screamer is a Terrifying Tennessee Mythical Creature. And the article says, there's something about small towns that seem to attract the strange and unusual. It's the best setting for an eerie horror film and the perfect space for strange goings on. The loneliest of towns are prone to haunting overtures that rushing cities don't seem to encompass, unless you've watched Rosemary's Baby, of course. Here in Tennessee, we have our share of gory legends and strange tales, but the stories from the town of White Bluff take the cake, and not the very good cake. This is creepy stuff. Mm. The town of White Bluff, Tennessee is a quiet, community-oriented space located on the expansive western plain of the state. It's a small town that truly exudes the heart of the South, welcoming visitors with a solid bout of hospitality and good-naturedness. There's a secret to White Bluff, though, a dark story that has grisly beginnings stretching back almost a century to the 1920s. It's a legend of stark horror trimmed with eerie edges and bound to keep you up late at night. It's the tale of the White Screamer, folks, an anonymous monster that can't quite seem to leave. There's a natural hollow in White Bluff skirted by forest and deep Tennessee beauty, and back in the 1920s, a young family built their home on the land. The newcomers consisted of father and mother, as well as seven little ones. Damn, stay off of her. That's a lot of fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect family and the perfect spot to begin again, or so they thought. It didn't take long for the family to recognize some strange goings on about the farm, but their worst fears ignited into horror in the middle of the night. That was when the screaming began. Every night, their world erupted with ungodly wailing and crying and screeching that would terrify the children and chill the parents deep in their bones. Finally, as the story goes, the young man became enraged with the violent night antics and took his gun into the woods in the middle of the night, yelling for and seeking the strange screaming creature. As he rounded the property, he realized the sound was becoming louder, more shrill, more clear. It wasn't a screamer at all. It was a whole crowd of them, and he hurried back towards home, only to discover his greatest nightmare. What he found was his family hacked to bits, body parts strewn across the whole of his home. The home that once was a safe haven and a new beginning had suddenly become a terror in the space of a single night. Some believe that the White Screamer is actually a banshee, a legend that spawned from Irish origin and details a monster that follows families and foretells death. According to the local community, the White Screamer can still be heard haunting White Bluff, and the town isn't shy about their strange monster. They've learned to live in tandem with the spirit, and you're bound to hear a different angle from everyone that calls the gorgeous town home. That's, That's terrifying. Literally terrifying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love Ooh. how they're like, they've accepted it. Like, I wonder if they've made it like a uh, Nessie, <laughs> like walk back. Right, literally. Oh, like just the like man. But I need yeah. <laughs> like, I was trying to find what the heck it, like, Okay, so they think it's a banshee, but I was like, that's the only thing that I could find that they gave a potential explanation of it being. That's fucking creepy. I was like, okay, so what the fuck is it? Right. Like, maybe it's a banshee, but it doesn't, a banshee itself doesn't kill people. It just tells, foretells death. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't know. That's wild. Guess we're never going to uh, White Bluff, Tennessee. Yeah, we are. What are you talking about? We're going tomorrow. <laughs> I got to call you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. know something you don't. <laughs> I know something you will never you know. Do we want to do our final thoughts on Williamsburg, ladies? Yeah, babe. Yeah. All right. Brooke, do you think that these locations in Williamsburg are haunted? 
I think they probably are just because there's so much history behind the area. Absolutely. But I don't think it's anything scary. I agree. I think it's one of those situations where it's like there, it's just such an old like city with so much happened there that it's just bound to be haunted because you got to think about it. It's also, so it's in the South. So sure. There were slaves at one point working in Williamsburg. Mm, Yeah. Sure. There was mistreatment happening. There was the civil war battle there. I'm sure some revolutionary shit with native Americans happened. Like just a lot of going on down there. And I feel like, it could be haunted. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's like, I saw this thing one time where it was like pretty much anywhere you go on the East Coast, you're going to be able to experience some kind of haunt. Whereas yeah. like as you make your way out west, it's like I'm not as common, I guess. I wouldn't say not as common, but like New England area and like the South, everybody's like, oh my God, those areas are so haunted because there's so much history and shit that's been happening. And like all the wars like took place over there. Yeah. Obviously the the Western expansion and stuff, but yeah. Wow. I'm glad we all agree. Yeah. What are your thoughts on today's topic? Did we miss anything? We would love to hear from you, so please DM us. Don't forget to give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at boo.busters.podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. While you're at it, tell a friend. Tell them to hop on the Boo Crew train. (laughs) Choo-choo. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out, motherfuckers.